Welcome back guys to Strip by Sia. Holy shit, it's been a minute guys. I record a lot of episodes ahead of time, but it's actually been over a month since I've last recorded because I was away for a long time. But I'm back and we have a very fun and exciting guest today on the pod. And we have Miss Pocket Phoenix joining us today. Yay, yay. Hello, hello. Pocket Phoenix in the house of Sia. That's me. <laughs> so we're gonna be talking about a lot of things here. So I was like, what do you want to talk about? Like, you know, what should we discuss? I'm like, okay, maybe VIP, maybe a bit of like stripping. And then she like gave me all this stuff to work with. So, information overload. Guys. Information overload. <laughs> so today we're gonna be covering everything from burlesque, everything from Filipino dancing, combative arts, pole dancing, stripping. Getting our sugar daddy for the first time. Blah, it's gonna be so much stuff. <laughs> I'm so excited to have you on. Holy shit, you're so cute. <laughs> you just put you in my pocket. <laughs> so if you guys don't know, Pocket Phoenix, she's fun, fun sized. Yeah. Your hair is like a unicorn. I love it. Thank <laughs> you. Um, and you have such a big personality. Um, we met when? At Ava Fitness or was it Tantra? I think it was Tantra Fitness. Yeah. One of the studios. Yeah. Long, Tantra long, long time ago. Well, I would usually see you on passing, basically, but yeah. I don't know you yet then. I definitely knew your hair, so. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty and then I think we just started conversation at Penthouse. Yes, there we go. My, sure. One of my regular was like, oh, I want to, you know, I want to meet this um, kimchi girl. Kimchi. And I'm like, I don't know her, but sure, I'll take her your way. <laughs> yes, he's great. He's so loyal. <laughs> he loves Asian girls. <laughs> Anyways, super sidebar. But okay, but let's get started on like, how do you define yourself? What do you do? Who are you? Tell the audience. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's a very general question. Yes. Um, and you can define it whichever way that you want. So I am a Filipino movement art explorer. <laughs> oh, I like that title. <laughs> I like that title. <laughs> I'm constantly, I'm the kind of girl who constantly explore her curiosities. That's what brought me into burlesque and other forms of movement modalities and stripping. (laughs) (laughs) Such a well-rounded artist. I'm so excited to get into all of this because, again, you have given me so much to work with. But um, I guess why don't we start with your roots, which is burlesque. So I think you gave me a little bit of like some spark notes here, but I believe you mentioned that you started off with Screaming Chickens Burlesque. And then you're with a new burlesque troupe now, and you just had a show last night. <laughs> uh, yeah, I had a show last night, but I'm not part of any burlesque troupes ah, right now. So I've okay. just been working mainly in this industry, the stripping industry. Yes. So yeah, so I got into burlesque when I graduated in art school. Oh. And I had a roommate who was a costume designer in the film industry. Oh! <laughs> she was a very adventurous lady, and she actually was the one who told me, like, oh, have you ever seen burlesque before? And I'm like, no, let's go check it out. So we started have doing it as a monthly 
uh, routine where we get to wear costumes that she made and oh, go to burlesque shows and we were like peacock showing off her costume creations that's so and cool so she was getting commission work from us peacocking it in burlesque shows and i was you know the doors open up to this whole new world of burlesque and um i was inspired in being part of it when i forgot this burlesque performer's name but it was like some of local yeah, it's local here in Vancouver, okay. and it's like the vol- vol- voluptuous women being oh. on stage. So the theme of the burlesque show was about big voluptuous women, cool. and I just thought that them performing on stage, showing themselves in their big, bold, beautiful assets mm-hmm. was just freaking beautiful. Yeah, And I'm like, I want to do that. But I want to represent the little ones, <laughs> like the petite ones. Yeah, you know, like so. I think that's one thing I really appreciated about burlesque: how it's so diverse. Yeah, and how you can represent a variety of beauty in its its different shape, size, and form kind of thing. Yeah, for sure, absolutely. Yeah, so from from that particular show, because I thought beforehand that burlesque was only for, you know, the stereotypical definition of beauty, which is mm. blonde, blue-eyed, curvaceous, Victoria's Secret kind of girls. And then I'm like, oh, okay, that's cool. Yeah, that's a lot more diversity. It's more diverse. And then I found out the existence of Screaming Chicken Theatrical Society. <laughs> Shout out. <laughs> um, and then I just took their Becoming Burlesque course. Cool. And the rest is history. Oh my gosh. <laughs> How did you hear about them? Is it something that you researched? Just like from after? that show itself. Because oh. that particular show, the producer was part of Screaming Chicken. Gotcha. And right now I forgot her name. Oh no, <laughs> I'm like blanking out. It's but okay. Anyway, she's like come back to you. Yeah. Oh cool. Okay, so then then you started taking lessons, and I guess yeah. you're just enamored. Yeah. So they had like this intensive course at the Chicken Coop. <laughs> <laughs> where is the Screaming Chicken? Is that like where's their studio? Like it's like it... close to East Hastings and the Nine Mile oh, area. So close actually. to my house. Yeah. We got like down the street. Yeah. <laughs> Don't stop <laughs> me. <laughs> yeah. Very cool. And then I guess from that, in your own journey with burlesque, you said you wanted to represent like the little ones and stuff. Mm-hmm. Was that almost kind of like your motivation or like, or was it just more of a, a thing that you wanted to explore or just did you even know what you were doing or just kind of doing it for fun? What was your motivation like? I think since that point, I realized I was already an exhibitionist, mm-hmm. you know, because when I graduated in art school, I was doing life form modeling. Oh, okay. You know, and what did you study in art school? I studied photography. Oh my god! And then I realized I don't like being the photographer. I want to be another side of the camera. <laughs> <laughs> so, That's great. <laughs> All attention on me, y'all. It's a Leo in me. There we go. <laughs> So you always had this arty side, and then you kind of, you understood and realized that you're an exhibitionist. So you're like, okay, burlesque may be the way to go. Yeah. How was your transformative process with that? Because now you, how long ago was that, that you started? Um, I started seven years ago now. Oh, wow. Uh, Yeah, you've been doing it for a while. I lost lost track of counting, but (laughs) I could be wrong. It's been been some time. (laughs) And then did you have any type of like formal dance background before? Any kind of movement background? No. No. Well, I know when I was a baby, um, well, a little girl, I, I got ballet background, but that's about it. Yeah, because when I was in the Philippines, I was in convent school. Oh my god, <laughs> so I was, what? I was convent like, school? <laughs> like for nuts? Yeah, I, I was. You I could be nuts. Teachers, 
were nuns. It was like a French convent school. What? Oh and my god. <laughs> Total 180. Holy shit. <laughs> and I think Incredible. even when I was a kid, I was already into like the limelight because um, uh, Filipino perspective. I'm considered really good looking as a kid mm. so I was basically getting I was told by my mom how like there are like you know those media agencies who yeah. are interested in like recruiting me or scouting me yeah to be an actress kind of thing oh. and my mom's like nope nope that's not her path nope she's gonna <laughs> be a good girl nope. <laughs> and, then, and then there was a point where she auditioned my sister my little sister for clothing line a Garfield clothing line okay and my sister didn't want to have it she was like no <laughs> and then so the casting directors were there and I'm like how about me and I started posing and then I ended up getting hired <laughs> I ended up getting hired and then my parents realized oh shoot like yeah this is money and then but she couldn't do it because she's in a convent school so that's actually how I got my stripper name <laughs> what so they oh had my they God. had to start like they, okay. they had to come up with a persona for me immediately when yeah. I got that modeling contract oh because I cannot be caught by the convent school doing modeling gigs because it's not, not allowed. allowed. It's not allowed. Yeah. What? So yeah, it's something about you know you have to be humble. Yeah. You know you can't. You're not allowed to pursue anything that, that's like vanity. Yeah, nothing that can attract you. Like you know yeah. attention on you from like that Christ like. Oh God! <laughs> you know all about that. All about that. Yeah, <laughs> and then. From, from that modeling gig, it kind of spiraled where I started doing Little Miss Sunshine in the Philippines. Oh my gosh. And then they had the so pageants and yeah, stuff. Yeah, the pageants. Right, that's and a then, huge scene in the Philippines. Yeah, so I did that. There were a couple of times where I would think I was going to school, and then I would ask my dad, like, where are we going? And he wouldn't say anything, and then I would be in this set full of cameras, and next thing you know, I'm in a commercial. Oh my god! And then I'm like so confused, this confused little kid, like, I don't know what's going on, I thought I was gonna go to school <laughs> and I'm in a commercial that's kind of sweet though as a kid though yeah so but the thing is my parents were making money out of me without me getting the money momager <laughs> so when I started being a, a stripper like when I was going up the stairs to the penthouse and I was with my stripper mama she was like so did you come up with your name yet and I'm like, oh, I can't use Pocket Phoenix. <laughs> and I was like, no. I'm like, no. Oh, okay. And then that's the first name. And then I'm like, okay, I'm just gonna use my persona, <laughs> my little Filipino persona. <laughs> oh my god. Wait, what was your Filipino persona then? Oh, oh. Well, well it's Angelique. Oh yes. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, so the name Pocket Phoenix derived from your school? So um, after, when I graduated from art school, I was looking for random gigs while I was looking for work. And yeah. then one of my random gigs was like for modeling for Bowen Island, a small town out of Vancouver. Yeah. So the, the art community there apparently dubbed me Pocket Venus. You know? Pocket Venus. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> and I didn't know that. And then later on, one of the people who lived there told me like, yeah, you're dubbed as Pocket Venus because at that time I was a hardcore yogi. And every time they know I'm coming, they look forward to me because I do all these crazy, stretchy <laughs> poses for them. Yeah, totally. <laughs> yeah. And so that's when I decided, uh, what, that's when... Um, when I decided to become a burlesque performer, I was just going to use that name, Pop right. Venus. I had a time in my life where I was going through transitioning where uh, with a breakup with my ex-boyfriend of seven right. years. we're going to get into that later. Yeah, and 
I was just going through all these uncomfortable changes, and I'm and I was not feeling fucking Venus anymore. Oh, okay. And so I was going through all these uncomfortable transitions, and I said, I thought to myself, I needed to change my name too. Mm-hmm. So I decided to change it to Pocket Phoenix because it's like burning from the ashes right. to you know, this fire reincarnation, you know, a reincarnation kind of thing. And I think right. because I was realizing within that time frame that the vibe of my acts were really intense. Oh. <laughs> or, like, because when For I was pocket acts? Yeah. My, oh, okay. When I was pocket Venus, I was this cutesy, bubbly, pink and cotton candy. Like how my hair is still. Now. <laughs> <laughs> my hair is still, but... Uh, just my acts were just cutie and bubbly and you know very happy yeah, and then lively very light yeah very light and um but then when i was going through this transition i was i just got really intense wow you know it was just all my acts were very like aggressive yeah very aggressive that's when i started doing fight sticks in my burlesque parties, yeah. parties oh, and wow, i was doing cool. very contemporary vibe oh wow performances yeah. So interesting. Okay, so let's go into that then. So I guess after burlesque, or maybe during burlesque, yeah, you started burlesque. Yeah. yeah. So you started, um, I guess, training. I guess, or wanted to get more in touch with your Filipino roots, because I guess you were in the Philippines and then you moved here at some point. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, what made you want to get in touch with the heritage? So when I moved here to Canada, because I had a best friend who was part of like I don't know if you've heard of it, like Youth for Christ. Yeah. Oh my God. Singles yeah. for Christ. Yeah. That's and like so... a, it's a good church group. It's like for <laughs> for teenagers and lots of Filipinos typically are in it and stuff. And because I didn't know anybody here. And I had a best friend from the Philippines who moved here. And then since he was my only connection, I felt like I, I felt obliged to be part of his group. But right. then, you know, I wasn't really resonating with what they're into. It's very like culty. Very culty. <laughs> very culty. Very, very religious. <laughs> and at that time I was like trying to open up my horizon and I'm like, I'm not really feeling this. <laughs> And like me and that particular best friend ended up getting to a big fight. He cut off ties with me. Oh. He kind of like started gossiping negatively about me oh, to the no. community. And really? so I was kind of like banned from it. And then... Like about what? Well, he just started stupid rumors. Like apparently he was like, yeah, because at that time I posted like photos of me and another girl at Facebook. And he was like saying, oh, pocket is... You know, lesbian now, blah blah. Oh my gosh. Talk to her. Wow, so, so sure. Yeah, so I was really hurt. I was really upset about that. And then from that day forward, I had a lot of shame for being Filipino because of that association with religion. Right. So I ended up cutting off that part of me. Oh, you know, wow. because of that. And religion so is so I, I, strong in Filipino. I didn't want to be associated with anyone Filipino. <laughs> I know, there was just a lot of shame with that. And, and then even when I started becoming a nanny, I didn't really talk to the Filipino nannies because some of, sometimes they also talk you into religion thing. Like, yeah. oh, you should come to our religion event gathering, blah, blah. Yeah. And I was just so turned off with that. Yeah, you're like, no, hard pass, not yeah. happening. Traumatized. <laughs> anyway, and then, but at some point, I actually kind of missed connecting to my Filipino roots and so I kind of put it out there in the universe if you know the uh, the universe can connect me to some kind of Filipino movement based community yeah 
I found that through Kathara Filipino Art Collective. And that, so, that's a Filipino dance troupe. Yeah, it's a Filipino dance troupe here in Vancouver. The dances that they teach are very pagan-based. Okay. Yeah, so... What do you mean by that? Dances that they did before the colonization oh, okay. of yeah. like Spaniards kind of thing. Right. So it's like talking about uh, gratitude dances kind of thing. Interesting. Or like storytelling about farmlands and... Wow. So, never yeah. heard of this stuff before. So, so it's, it's really cool. So I connected with them. When I was part of their group, we even got headlines in the Metro newspaper. Oh, wow. Yeah, during the time I was... At Burning Man Festival oh in my God. Black Rock City, Nevada. I didn't even know that. It's a good thing there was like Wi-Fi access in in the camp I was in in Black Rock City. Yeah. And then I got a message from one of the Cathar girls like, "Hey, yo, you're in the front page." <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, oh, okay, so cool. cool. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so Filipino roots. I guess you started incorporating some of that movement into your burlesque training. Um, I was intending to do that incorporated with my burlesque the filipino indigenous dancing but i ended up not doing it i just ended up like using it as a way to heal my connection with my roots because i had to deal with all the shame and pains that i experienced right with, like my upbringing with my filipino family upbringing and with my ex-best friend right very interesting and also i forgot you also mentioned off the air about the burlesque olympics in vegas Oh, the Burlesque Hall of Fame. Yeah, yeah. Tell me about that. (laughs) (laughs) So, because like all of this training is contributing to your training in burlesque, right? Yeah, basically. Yeah, they're all very interdisciplinary. So there was one year in 2016 when Screaming Chicken decided that they wanted to compete at the Burlesque Hall of Fame weekend in Las Vegas, Nevada. Mm -hmm. So it's like the Olympics of burlesque. And we did this really cute and weird act. Act. <laughs> it's like it's titled Ballet de Poulet. So we were basically chickens dancing ballet in the <laughs> beginning. So we were doing classic ballet dance. And then um, next thing you know, a bunch of us just keeps going into the stage. And everyone's like, how many? Screaming chickens are in there. <laughs> so we basically <laughs> filled up the entire stage. And they were like, wow. <laughs> I don't even remember how many um, screaming chicken girls were there. But we that we did get a major standing ovation. Oh wow! And we won the best big group in oh 2016 God. and the most comedic. <laughs> yeah, that's yes. so crazy. And we basically put Canada on the burlesque map. <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah. That's so fascinating. How how do you guys come up with the concepts for your shows and for your acts? For Screaming Chicken, it's. A troupe where anyone can basically lead, basically. Oh, so for this particular act, I think they've had that particular act for many years now, and they just decided to add more people in it. Yeah, to amplify it. Yeah, to amplify it. The girls who created the act was Melody Mangler, yes. April O'Peel, yes. and Diva Fantango. Okay, yeah, cool. just a baby. Oh, yay, congrats! <laughs> <laughs> That's so awesome. Um, yeah. Yeah, so big win for Canada there, again, just making Canada kind of more well-known in the community. Yeah. Because right? is it mostly in the burlesque community? What countries usually dominate? So lots of Americans. Yeah, typically. usually it's the American performers who dominate. And how is the judging based 
for that competition. I guess it's probably different techniques and costumes and yeah, they they different... did list down the criteria. I know they sent it, but I didn't read it. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. That's okay. <laughs> and you're still performing. You said too. I guess you just had a show yesterday. Yeah, last yes. night with Bad Company Burlesque. Very yeah. cool. How did this opportunity find you? Or how did you find the opportunity for that? Because you said you haven't, you hadn't uh, performed in burlesque for about a year now, so you took a bit of a hiatus and stuff. Yeah, so it's basically the producers of shows who messaged me, who went in my DMs, checking in if I wanted to perform. Yeah, (laughs) sending me DMs. They were like, "We haven't seen you in the scene for a while. We miss you. Can you do our show?" traditional burlesque training you've kind of started and dabbled with filipino dance training as well i want to go more into your combative performance art training mm-hmm. so do you want to speak a bit about that i think you mentioned you do some like fire spinning your fire dance staff spinning wrestling all the movement arts i tried <laughs> <laughs> well not all um but a good amount which one to get into <laughs> get into well, I guess, um, um, I know you mentioned you got into com- more of a combative approach because you were dealing with the breakup. Yeah, it. so I, I think other than that, um, I got into the combative arts because I got asked to be part of Sailor Moon Burlesque. Oh, and, yeah. you're part of that? <laughs> yeah. Oh so my god, was, so cool. I was in the music video for that. What? And then the producer oh, so awesome. messaged me and... She messaged me and she told me she wanted me to be part of the li- the live show oh my God. at the Rio Theater. Yeah. And so she was like telling me how they wanted every performer part of the show to offer something different. Right. Yeah. And she was like telling me how one of the girls is going to be doing capoeira in her act. And then another one is doing some kind of Latin dance. And so I was trying to brainstorm and I was pitching in ideas and suggestion to dance coordinator at that time, Chastity Twist. Oh, cool! Yeah, she's great, too. Yeah. I, don't, I don't know her personally, but I know she's yeah. a teacher tantrum for so, so she was in charge then of the performances for that show. I think she also ended up becoming the producer when the lead producer moved back to Australia. Oh, okay. Anyway, and I, I said, well, how about if I do... Arnie's, it's a Filipino fight stick dance form. I was just like YouTubing, Googling, like, I don't know what to do. <laughs> and then I, I came across it. And also because I know someone who I collaborated with at Star Wars Burlesque. Oh, and you were in Star Wars Burlesque? Yeah, I was also in Star Oh my Wars god, <laughs> I know all of these. So amazing. So were you in the Harry Potter Burlesque too? No. Okay, never mind. <laughs> like, so many different ones. Yeah, so I, I know. Um, the Yoda, Jesse Inokala, who's also Filipino. Representing Yo. Yeah, he, he did Arnis. And so I was like, oh, okay, how about if I do Arnis and then I know who I could train with? <laughs> yeah, totally. So, and, and Chastity's like, yeah, yeah, we don't have Arnis yet. Do yeah. It. And so I ended up actually training with Jesse Inokala to learn the basics. And then I continued on with Michelle Smith. Michelle Smith is one of those badass bitch babes 
in the local stunt um, oh, community community here oh, cool. in Vancouver. Yeah, for so film and television. Yeah, yeah, for film and television. Cool. So she was teaching staff spinning. So I already enrolled in her course then. <laughs> oh my god. Then she was like offering pop up workshops on combative performance arts and so fight cool. sticks, but more in the film industry realm because it's different with the actual fighting in film. Yeah. So I continued on with that, and then when I was doing that, I was also doing dance hall. Right. I, yes. Yeah. I even you went to Kingston, that? Jamaica, to do a two-week intensive dancing with you know the Jamaicans. It's dance there is like such a big deal. Yeah. It's just huge part of yeah, that culture. culture. So cool. Macaroni. <laughs> it was pretty intense. They know how to move. Yeah. Yeah, they know how to move, and there's like just so much politics kind of thing. Oh, like what? Crazy. Um, like even in like house parties, it's a must to have like dance combats. You know, like <laughs> if it's just a simple house party, you start a circle, everyone does a dance combat, everyone has to go in a circle. So it's intense. just really fascinating, yeah. and they they have like a lot of street parties going on so, so there's fun. like the after parties and the after after parties <laughs> it's just so crazy and if there's cars like passing by everyone just like squeezes on the side and oh my god yeah so it's, it's ridiculous so cool. really cool <laughs> <laughs> I digress. <laughs> yeah, and then from dance hall, I also I, it was overlapping with wrestling. And when I started doing wrestling, it was also it was because I was going through a hard part of my life. Yeah, with the, I guess the end of your relationship. Yeah, so I was I was going through the ending of a seven year relationship. I had. I'm a Leo. <laughs> I have so much anger that I needed to bring out. And I was like, I need to bring it out healthily. Yeah, I need so an outlet. <laughs> I need an outlet. And um, Melody Mangler was sort of casually talking me into doing wrestling even a year before. And I was like, no, I can't do that. You know, I'm too girly. I'm too feminine. <laughs> and then that time frame when I was like, okay, I'm ready. I need to... <laughs> get this out of my system. <laughs> get this out of my system. And I'm like, I went back to her and... The resource like okay I, I'm ready I, I can I want to do this wrestling thing wow and then so I did one glam slam show I got scouted by all-star <laughs> wrestling what? so I, I got in the roster I was so in wrestling there's like terminologies there's the baby face which is the good guy mm-hmm. and the heel which is the bad guy okay I wasn't really sure I, I just I just needed an outlet that's why I train and then they started putting me in a position of being the manager of the heel okay so I'm like the sidekick of the heel so yeah. I was like the bad guy kind of thing <laughs> and then this is so cool yeah there was like storming interest of having me train more to be a wrestler and so for a year in 2018 i was just training hardcore in wrestling i did not know this yeah. about you yeah so within the six <laughs> month mark of it i was really miserable because i was oh. having a hard time because there's a lot of skills involved with wrestling that yeah. i needed to have yeah and it's like skills that i wish i had as a kid like gymnastic skills because there's like two different styles of wrestling too there's a wwe style and yeah. the lucha libre which is the mexican style oh and so with the mexican style it's more acrobatic more like aer- aerials kind of thing oh. and slamming <laughs> your body wow 
And so my coach was training me in the lucha libre style because they oh were like god. really wanting to move me into a wrestler. Oh my god! I was constantly getting injured. I yeah. was getting neck whiplashes. I was getting hit on hard by the guys, and they would freaking leave me alone. And you're, you're training with guys and competing against guys too. Like yeah, training? I was doing matches with guys even in training. Two hundred fifty pounds. <gasps> Oh my right god! Now. And you guys, I am a 95 pound <laughs> tiny little thing. <laughs> oh my little god. Filipina. And then my coach was, I mean, it's awesome that my coach was making me do all these moves. He was like, you know, telling me, I, I would be like, no, I can't do that. Like, nope, I don't care if you're a girl or not, you're gonna be doing what the guys are doing. And I'm like, okay. You know, he, he did not discriminate, but I was having a hard time. <laughs> yeah. Oh my so, gosh. I, I was learning how to do vertical suplexes on men where I had to lift them and slam them on the ground. This is insane. <laughs> oh my god. It's really cool, but I need to see videos of this. Oh, there's a couple in Instagram. Oh my god. <laughs> That's wild. Yeah, and so, yeah, the six month mark, I was like, okay, I'm I'm always broken. Yeah. <laughs> Too much testosterone. <laughs> and then I'm like, I wanted to quit, and I'm like, nope, I'm gonna give it a year so I was pushing it and then if I'm still miserable within the one year mark I'm gonna leave if I, if I feel like there's progress I'll continue on there was a wrestler in New York he was part of WWE mm -hmm. um, short sleeve Samson he really wanted me to be part of his crew they were a traveling short wrestling. sleeve Samson <laughs> so, <laughs> these names are so golden yeah, it was for midget warrior wrestling <laughs> midget <laughs> it to me I was I knew I was gonna get paid for it yeah um, uh, when, when he brought his crew from all over the world so there were a couple from Mexico and US not everyone is in one place he would pay for their flights to go to Vancouver what? for shows kind of thing oh my god and so a really cool gig yeah it was a really cool gig I because I really wanted to travel yeah and I was like oh this would be a cool way to travel around the world, the world wrestling yeah. totally so I kind of tried sucking it up, <laughs> and then within the one year mark, I'm just like, okay, no. I'm constantly broken. Yeah, it's hard. <clears throat> I used to do wrestling for five years when I was in high school, but that's like Olympic style. Yeah. Back in the day, this is completely different. This is like acrobatic shit. <laughs> yeah, I'm WWE and Lucha Libre, so. Different style, but we get to explore both modalities, and I think I was just having a hard. Like, you know, we dance as choreography, so even in wrestling, yeah, it's fake, but then it involves freestyle choreography <laughs> yeah. and, you know, hurt, pretending to hurt each other without hurting each other, but sometimes right. that's really hard. And that's hard. Like, if you're it's acting, like, right? So It's acting, but then when you're, I was also noticing when I was watching this wrestling show, if, like, ego gets in the way, <laughs> because, you know, sometimes you find out who you're going to do a match with day of the match. Oh wow, okay. And you know, these are testosterone loaded guys. And sometimes <laughs> they're just really cocky and they're like stupid loaded. <laughs> and they, sometimes they, they're doing a match with a girl, they don't give a shit. Yeah. You know? And I saw that, I witnessed that and I would check in there because I had a friend who did a match with one of those kind of guys and I'm like, 
are you okay? Like, I saw how he handled you. Yeah. You know, and he was like, yeah, I wish I was doing a match with my duo partner, not him. Because, oh. you know, she ended up, you know, in pain. <laughs> right. Oh my gosh. Oh, so. so intense. Um, okay, so um, at, at the end of the one year mark, you're like, no, I'm not going to do this. Yeah, no, I'm not going to do this. And I decided to be a stripper. <laughs> yeah, I was going to ask him, like, is this when he transitioned into stripping? So, yeah. Basically. Oh, my God. Okay, okay. Yeah. So how did you decide that you want to get into stripping? Because stripping is very different from burlesque. Yeah, I think I just uh, saw a lot of posts from burlesque performers turned strippers, like mm-hmm. on Instagram, and, and I was I just I was just really curious about it. Yeah, and then I decided before I I jump into it, I, my research first, you know. So I reached out to a couple of burlesque girls who were in the community. In the, in the stripping community. Yeah, who crossed over. Yeah, so I think I was just really, really grateful I had that yeah. network. Yeah, I had that network. You yeah. Know, because not everyone is fortunate enough to have that network. Totally. So I just basically reached out to all the girls I knew in the burlesque community who were in the strip community. And then, you know, some of them were like, oh, yeah, we can have a FaceTime chat and I'll tell you about the industry. Yeah. You know, that kind of thing. And one of the sweet ladies who did that was Lola Frost. I love you Lola know? Frost. So she, uh. she was living in Alberta then. Yeah. And then she actually took the time to FaceTime chat me. That's nice. And then she answered all my questions. She also gave me all the warnings I need to know about the industry. Yeah, she's you know? so lovely. So uh. she gave me the real raw dude pants part of stripping. Yeah. Yeah, because not a lot of people will tell you that part, yeah. right? So then you took the plunge. Yeah, <laughs> so that's when I took the plunge. Um, Is that also when you started training in pole then? Actually, I was, <laughs> you're also I was already training, training before. Ah, <laughs> so like go. with the dance hall and wrestling, I was like squeezing in pole training. That's How do you have time to do all stuff? Oh my god. I don't know. <laughs> Sometimes some a, a, a movement art gets neglected. I know my, my wrestling coach kind of gave me shit for that too because I was training in dance hall and pole when I was training in wrestling and so because they, they were really wanting to me to focus on wrestling they yeah. actually he actually told me like you know what Shorts really wants you to be in his crew if you take it seriously if you want to have that opportunity you'll have to quit your other stuff oh and I gosh. think that kind of broke my heart when he said that to me I'm like no I need, yeah. to, I need to be in touch with my feminine goddess side yeah no totally <laughs> you know like I needed that balance already so. yeah oh my yeah. gosh so then okay so then you started you started stripping so how did you get involved with that how did you get started at the penthouse that we got started yeah yes. i got into the penthouse i reached out to one of the girls i don't know if you know her jungle cat the name sounds familiar yeah so <laughs> jungle cat was one of my stripper mamas stripper mamas <laughs> oh so sweet yeah so i i just messaged her and i, I just basically told her like hey i want to give this stripping a chance yeah show me the ropes <laughs> so we went to the penthouse together so i yeah. met her at her place went together and then my first night there i was by the bar at the penthouse and she was doing her hustle and then i grabbed her and then i we were at the bar and i'm like i don't really know how to talk to these creatures <laughs> i was like mortified i'm like how do you talk to these people how do you talk to this man <laughs> and she was like uh don't worry about it you can handle it i'm like no <laughs> teach me teach me 
And so she actually, the first couple minutes, she had to hustle for me. Oh my god, did you like follow her around the club? <laughs> I was like literally holding her hand tight. Oh and, my god, so And then um, one of the burlesque girls who is also, I guess, my stripper mama in a way, uh, that bitch Lou was like basically teaching Jungle Cat how to, you know, how to hustle. Well, how to teach me? Yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> she was like, yeah, she was showing me like, you remember when you were a stripper baby, and you know I teach you how to do this and that. So she was basically teaching <laughs> Jungle Cat on like being a stripper mama. That's <laughs> yeah. And so, so the first hour, couple hours, I guess, Jungle Cat was like, I I wouldn't let go of her hands. And she was like basically going to this table, like, hey guy. <laughs> I'm, you know, this is my my stripper baby. Um, do you guys want to buy a dance from either or both of us? Yeah, sell the duo dance. So she was basically hustling for both of us. Oh, for sure. Yeah, like, come on. Yeah. And <laughs> Two girls are rather than one. <laughs> yeah, and, and of course, I didn't know how to do lap dances then, too. And then oh I went God. to Bitch Lou. I'm like, how, like, I didn't know how, I don't know how to do these lap dances. So we actually <laughs> went to the change room and she demonstrated to me. I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> figure out my hustle yeah how was that trying to figure out your hustle it was you're really, much better hustler than i am yeah it's really <laughs> slow and hard it's hard yeah vip is the hardest game it's really hard but also the most rewarding tons it of good if you you're able to figure your hustle so yeah. i know like she told me that her first six months she was able to make the most of her money to I think she was a stripper then, like for two years. Okay. She's like, yeah, you know, take advantage of your stripper baby vibe. Yeah. You know, men smell it. They love it. They love it. <laughs> They'll make the most money out of it because they think you're so innocent and sweet, and you know, you're you're just so... waiting to be tainted. <laughs> <laughs> and so, like my first six months, I was like, why am I not doing as well as you said I'm? <laughs> <laughs> you know, Everyone's hustle game is different, right? Yeah, and I think because I was still such a burlesque girl then, I had all the glitter on my face. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, like full show girl on. <laughs> full show, show girl. Divorced this. <laughs> so, of course, I wasn't, you know, getting my hustle game on. And then within the six-month mark, I decided, okay, I think I need to invest. I need to invest in like... Coaching? stripper coaching yeah <laughs> so that's actually when i did invest in that so right yeah because you you um i guess you did buy some i think uh, yeah videos. like stripper courses and then i yeah. was just, like listening and checking out instagram posts by this like og stripper um mentors which one and then i just basically selected who i resonated with right and one of them was racks to riches oh yeah racks to riches Riches. yeah Yeah. she's like super business savvy very very, like grand cardone style very aggressive (laughs) (laughs) and then i invested in a couple more um yeah i invested in middle age stripper Stripper. yep also a great resource yeah you know her (laughs) but i just found her style too savage for me Mm -hmm. i I mean, she's really good. She's like, yeah, you know. It just depends. Yeah, on, on what you resonate with. 
yeah, just because I invested in her course and her style was just too aggressive for me. And I was like, I need someone who I could resonate with, like vibe-wise. Yeah. Because my vibe was like more sweet and... Fun and playful. Fun and playful. Yeah. And charismatic like, personality, not like... Savage you know, bitch. Yeah, savage <laughs> bitch. I mean, there's nothing wrong with that. No. But it's just not my personality. And yeah. then, so I came across Charm School for Dancers right. from Las Vegas. I don't know if you know her. No, I know that name too. I think I follow her in Instagram. Yeah. <laughs> she's really sweet. She private messages me when oh, she sees like the Instagram post that I um, posted. She would like give me constructive feedback, even with my poll. Yeah. Oh, like, oh good. Yeah. Good. Yeah. I'm to Superman. Here are some links. You know. You know. You need to. Helpful. Yeah. You need to fix your leg. Blah. So yeah. he, never, he doesn't even know me. That's so sweet though. Yeah, so so nice she has support. So, yeah. So. And I really like her verbiage options there too because I could express that even more just because it was more genuine, I guess. What's, I don't mm. know what's the right word. I, I, can, I can just resonate with it. Yeah, it's more, you can understand that. Yeah, better. it's more respectful, more charismatic, sweet kind of thing. It's more you. Yeah, it's more me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and oh, wow. another stripper resource I have was Luscious Lifestyle by Lauren. Oh, yeah, Lauren. Yeah, it's supposed to be on her podcast. <laughs> so. Oh, so she messaged? You? Yeah, we're supposed to be, supposed to be on our podcast and like we've been trying to like schedule the call and then like she forgot and I forgot and then I was in Europe. Um, we're like it's gonna happen. It's gonna happen this year, in twenty twenty. Yeah, so I love her so much. She's you famous. know like uh, she's so sweet, so positive. Yeah, and she offers like. <laughs> her favorite like line real raw McDude pants vulnerability yeah. <laughs> yes <laughs> and I really appreciate her amazing perspective on like challenges and issues we have as dancers she's yeah. just like really willing to be vulnerable and share her perspective and I really appreciate that yeah you know so, so you I, found a lot of value in these courses sounds like yeah and also um and there's more <laughs> <laughs> I, I met like I invested it a lot like no uh, it's good. you want to be successful right yeah and I think one of the quotes of my stripper mentor Paige Cole she was oh, yeah, like saying anyway. how she had the podcast too yeah did you listen to her <laughs> yeah. yeah so she said that for every dollar you invest in your growth a hundred dollars come back so it's really hard to invest a lot of money sometimes but if you resonate with it if you vibe with it you know like just do that investment because you're gonna get that money money back, money back plus yeah. more and i like that quote i mean i still kind of <laughs> so like, ah, money, but you know wow so you, you feel like that's really helped it did help me a game. lot yeah. yeah because with Paige cole she helped a lot with money mindset just a lot of work on the mindset part of yeah being a stripper you know because it's a kind of industry where not consistently it's up and down it's, it's, yeah, it's up, up and down, down and it fluctuates you know nothing is set in stone like i've had some shitty days i made like literally 35 dollars other days i made like 800 bucks yeah. like it's such a range but yeah. you have to really commit to it so right? yeah so it's nice having og mentors who you could talk to mm-hmm. when you're having issues because i i also invested with in some of them for like one-on-one coaching so if i have mm-hmm. challenges i talk to them about it and then they give me perspective on it so it's That's nice awesome. to have like perspective in their point yeah. of view kind of for thing. sure what are some yeah. of the most valuable tips that you've you think that you've received from these workshops and these courses and stuff? I think one of the most valuable things I learned is just like having a mindset shift. (laughs) (laughs) Like the internal work 
Yeah. yeah. Because I know, like, with being a hustler, it's all about making the money. Mm-hmm. But then, I think it's also about the lessons you learn. Because being being a stripper, it's like, it's like a reflection of life. <laughs> oh, it's so legit. So, <laughs> tell me, okay, tell me what you, what you, you know, mean like, that. sometimes you're gonna be placed in situations where it reflects on something in your childhood and it's like PTSD. <laughs> Oh, it's like a trigger. Yeah, you get triggered. Like you you constantly get triggered, and it's like handling those triggers. Yeah, how do you deal with that? How to deal with those situations? How to deal when you know you're rejected? How to deal with energy you don't vibe with? Mm -hmm. You know, and just being okay to sit on it and just reflecting on it and figuring out a mindset shift for it. Yeah, yeah, because you do. It's totally a mental thing. Your success is totally a mental thing. It's a mind fuck because I know my my first (laughs) six months. there were a couple of times where you know I was placed in situations interactions with customers where I didn't know what to say or do and I just freeze and then I just get really upset and then I would just go home because <laughs> oh, I, no. I would like have a meltdown in the change room and be like ah, and then the I said that to me uh. you know like I know there was one guy who told me I was my my cheery happy self and then he was I was just joking around he was obviously in a bad mood yeah I should have read that and just left but then I was like having that intention to make money no to switch it up oh and so you know and then he he said in my face you know what as a business person you're doing a shit job and then what what do you say when when someone does that to you you know (gasps) and I just said that to you yeah as a business person you're doing a shit job and oh my god. I just froze and I'm I just like oh so you want me to go and he was like yeah oh my god and so after that yeah. interaction I just walked out went to the change room I cried oh my god <laughs> what did you say to that though that would totally um, catch me off guard like what the Fuck. Yeah, and so I spoke to Paige Cole about it, and she was like, "Oh, you could have said that, you know, he didn't have to be so mean." Yeah, you know, or so rude. Yeah, or I, I could have said, you know what, for a human being, you're doing a shit job. Yeah, that's <laughs> true. Know, I could have said that. We yeah. all think of things to say afterwards and after yeah. the fact, right? <laughs> no, because sometimes you know, like all service jobs, people forget that we're also human beings yeah, we human. have feelings yeah. and it sucks but you know so rude i'm yeah. sorry to hear that <laughs> but one more thing i want do you want to talk to you about you mentioned you got a new sugar daddy <laughs> oh boy i want to speak to you on that so like how was that experience for you well it was very short-lived oh no uh, what so happened just recently was like I think three weeks ago so I was hustling and then he actually offered a buyout to me oh um, okay where he was like oh can you hang out with me and you know it's right, my birthday it's at the club, right? yeah it's a pet house yeah yeah it's my birthday I want to hang out with you and I'm like well you know I'm working right now but if you want my time get paid for it and he was like oh I'll pay you a key for it and oh I'm like sweet. oh you have the cash? <laughs> Show me money! <laughs> it was like, no, but I can withdraw money. And then I was like, oh, okay, well, I have to get my stuff and then we can hang out. So as a stripper, you have to be good at reading vibes yes. and nonverbal communication cues. And I listened to this audiobook by a former FBI interrogator, Chris Voss. 
Okay, so I based reading people from what I learned from him, what I remember learning. I don't remember all of it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so I was like, oh, okay. Like, I, I sense that he was trustworthy and, you know, he's not going to screw me over. It's just like his body language, his vibe. I was like, yeah. okay, I think I'll be safe with him. And I was like, okay. So I told him, okay, well, I just have to get my stuff and then we can meet and then he can give me the money and then and go from there yeah and so i got my stuff we were we sort of left we were gonna go to his hotel okay and then on our way he was like okay the he told me because i the atm machine wasn't working of course it wasn't <laughs> Fuck. and he ended up like giving me his phone oh my God. <laughs> to put in the amount and my email for address for and i was yeah for e-trust i was oh like God. looking at him like you're trusting me? You don't even know me. Yeah. I guess he also <laughs> felt my vibe and I was trustworthy because he yeah. just handed me my phone. Okay, put in the amount and then put your yeah. email address. I'm like, I was okay. And his friend was there. I'm like, he just trusted me. You're, are you the stripper? <laughs> 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 you know, he doesn't know me. He just, <laughs> anyway, so I ended up putting the money amount and yeah. giving my email and then it was a quick transaction. Yeah. Basically, and I hanged out with him. And then on our way to the hotel, he looked back at me and said, oh, before we continue, what are your boundaries? And then I look at him, I'm like, that's the sexiest thing I've ever heard from a dude. <laughs> from, from a dude, yeah. From, from a customer ever. Yeah. <laughs> Who are you? <laughs> and then he was like, oh, you know, because I just want to make sure I'm not, you know, breaking into any boundaries. That's you know? so, so nice it was to so hear that. Respectful. Yeah. And so What a yeah. change. Yeah, <laughs> it was so nice. I hung out with them and then... At the end of the night, he asked me where I live, and he was like, what area do you live in? If you yeah. need a ride, I can take you there. And again, you need to make sure you're safe, you yeah. guys. You just don't like, like red flag opportunities like that. Yeah. And because of the questions and the interaction, I was like, okay. So I, I just basically told him, oh, I live in this area. Can you just drop me off at this Here. station close to where I live? And yeah. yeah, cool, okay, cool. A couple of days later, he messaged me again. It's like, oh, I'm in your hood. I'm at the Cactus Club in your hood. Come, come over and hang out with me. And I told him, oh, you can't really do that to me because I also have a life out of being yeah. a stripper. <laughs> um, yeah, I know. And then it clicked to me like, oh, he's interested. So I, that's basically when I sort of, I pitched the option like, oh, yeah. do you, how about the option of being my sugar daddy? Do you want to yeah. give it like a one month trial? Yeah. You know, and, and then we did a negotiation where we were going to meet up four times mm-hmm. this month. Yeah, and then once a week or something. Yeah, and then he was gonna pay me for the two dates already ahead of time. That's always good. Yeah, like, I yeah, do like he lives out of town. Oh, okay, and then he comes to Vancouver for work, and I so see. yeah, I can do sleepover. Like we could cuddle and all that jazz, and then so anyway, we did a negotiation. So our first date, he gave me the money straight up. First two dates, mm-hmm. and good. then after. After our date, I tried messaging him, I didn't hear from him, and then a couple days later, he messaged me and he basically told me, yeah, I realized that this sugar sugaring thing isn't for me. I know I gave you advance money. Um, he already gave me 2K at that point. Hey. <laughs> and he's like, yeah, I know you were supposed to have a date for the 2K. Yeah. Well, the 1K. Just keep it, uh, use it to pursue your dreams. Oh my god, that's <laughs> Oh, that's sweet. Yeah, because I think when we were chatting on our first date, we were we found out that we were both 
podcast fanatics. <laughs> ah, we, just, we, we, we listened to the same podcast Yay. out of the stripper podcast thing. Yeah. So we were just basically talking about podcasts and we, cool. we saw... I wasn't mine. Okay. <laughs> yeah, so it was cool. just really cool. Like, what? You listen to that podcast yeah. too? Me too. So, so we, we, we just did a lot of like podcast conversations. And then I just basically shared him my goals and yeah. missions in the future. and So, so it still sounds like a very positive experience. Yeah. Least, yeah, so he had so he, we, we both had a positive experience. Just, you know, well, because when it was his birthday, he just turned 30. Really young, yeah, too. Yeah, he's super young. But he's also go-getter. Yeah. Kind of guy. So, it ended in a positive note. That's good. Yeah, yeah and yeah. he had a good experience, too. Yeah, Sounds like a good it. experience. Good vibes. Yeah. You know, that's so, so sweet. Important. Yeah, that's yeah. awesome. I love yeah. hearing about that. <laughs> <laughs> and with that, I guess we'll go into Q&A, since they're mostly sugar daddy related. So. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so sorry. There's only a few here, so... <laughs> What is the story of the sugar daddy? Where did you meet? So I guess we kind of already answered that. You guys yeah, met at the club. The so house. That's pretty yeah. sweet. And I guess you kind of went over this too. So how does the sugar daddy, how much does the sugar daddy pay per month? I guess that would have been like, what, 4K a month? Yeah, I was yeah. going for 4K. But awesome. I think I was basing my pricing on, I think you had her on your podcast, Danny. Yeah. Because I didn't know how to price it because... I did invest in like a sugar baby mentor course too, but then she's like super high end, you know. Yeah. And I was like, oh, I don't know if I could price it that much. Yeah. So I was listening to Danny. Yeah. <laughs> Fifty plus. She's great. Care. She's great. Yeah. And I was <laughs> I like, love oh, her. okay. I guess I'll base my pricing from her thing. You know. Yeah. Sweet. Well, I guess worked out for you. <laughs> plus more. Plus more. Yeah. Totally. <laughs> How do you get a sugar daddy when everyone wants to be a boyfriend? Oh my god, this is so true. <laughs> Have you been on seeking arrangement? I, I did, but I didn't really continue conversations there. Yeah, so, there's a lot of drunk. Yeah, <laughs> I think I was just basing there. it on a lot of feedback I got from other girls who's been there. Yeah. You know, a lot of the complaints were like, guys there don't want to spend the money on escorts. Yeah, they don't want to spend any money. <laughs> they want everything for free. Yeah, and I'm like, no, it's not worth my energy. Yeah. So I think if the opportunity opens up, I just, I'm going to just try getting, getting sugar daddies from... <laughs> The penthouse. Yeah. <laughs> well, there you know what you do. It's easy. For me. Usually yeah. when they message me back. Yeah. Sweet. That works out. my burner phone number. <laughs> give them my, phone, my real phone yeah, number. Yeah, no. Like, you want to get stopped. No, exactly. <laughs> you got to protect your safety too, right? Yeah. So you got to be very mindful of that. Um, and I guess the last question, where do you get your hair done? <laughs> I oh. love your hair. <laughs> I guess this person loves your hair too. <laughs> um, well, it's done by a friend of mine who also used to be part of the burlesque scene. Okay. Alicia Leves, but I think I get VIP, you know. VIP treatment. Yeah, because um, she doesn't really fully do it. I just kind of, I you guess, bug her. Bug her. <laughs> <laughs> I bug her to do my hair. She does a great job. Yeah. Because so she good. used to be a hair color, a professional hair colorist, and then the shows was so good. I yeah, love it. And she couldn't really do it full time anymore because 
of injuries she acquired. Okay. Um, so, yeah, I just come to her every three months. It's beautiful. Yeah. You guys haven't seen a picture of Pocket. She, it's like a rainbow. Unicorn. <laughs> it's a unicorn, basically. It's beautiful. Um, but I guess that's pretty much it for today. We covered so much ground. I feel like we covered almost everything there. But thank you so much for coming on the show. I yeah. do want to plug everything. Where can we find you? Well, um, my Instagram handle is Pocket Phoenix Canada. Yes. And then I also have a website, pocketfirebird.com. Okay. Yeah. Okay, I'll plug so that I think there too. That's about it. Okay. Yeah. And you can find you at the penthouse, obviously. Yeah, I'm at the penthouse Fridays and Saturday nights. Yes. You can't miss her. <laughs> She's one of a kind. Instead <laughs> that from the rest of the girls. Thank you, Steph, for having this platform to have sex workers share their stories to humanize us. I really want the podcast platform as a storytelling tool to allow sex workers in various modalities, whether they be a stripper like you and me, a cam girl, a dominatrix, an erotic masseuse, a full service provider, a burlesque performer even, to see each other as part of a tribe and use our centrality to bring and share like to an industry that oftentimes has a dark rapport. Our world is so broken right now from the patriarchal destruction and we need to raise up the positive goddess energy to help heal our world with our support, healing, and nurture vibes. Damn right! <laughs> no, that's well said! I love yeah. it! Thank you! Thank you for those kind words. Yeah, that's very, very that. sweet and very yeah. flattering. Well, there's a part of like what I want to do, and that's the aim for the podcast is to you know, diminish all mm-hmm. these negative stereotypes and shame. And because it's just a job, it's just a freaking job, guys. Like, get over it. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, why does there have to be so much negativity surrounding it? There shouldn't be. We should be able to embrace it, right? Yeah. So. Yeah. And it's also a way for us to be of service. Too. Yes. And make money. <laughs> At the same time. <laughs> With the win-win situation overall. <laughs> okay. Well, I guess that's pretty much it for today. Um, yeah. I got to get out of here. Thank you so much for coming on the show today. Pocket Phoenix, guys. <laughs> it was so nice to have you here today to speak about everything. And we'll catch you guys in for another episode next week. Don't forget to like, rate, subscribe, and follow. Strip by Sia and my personal is Sia Staff and we'll see you guys next Sunday. Bye! Yeah.